Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We have another fantastic one-shot from Reckoning of the Dead. I've run this one before, and it's one of my favorites. The authors are Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd, and as is my habit, I've changed a few details, including the title, but I will include the original title in the, in the credits at the end. We're calling this one Magnum Opus, and this is version two. Uh, that being said, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> His name is Arnold Spiegler. He's a 40-something comic book artist living in a small apartment in the sunny seaside city of San Daniel, California. Despite having dedicated over 20 years of his life to drawing, Arnie has never amounted to much. The world at large has no idea who he is and could probably care less for his existence. He has, however, a small but loyal fan base, mostly in the underground comic world. Since he's not being swarmed, one finds it easier to approach him and get to know the man. Most of his friends think he was on the verge of throwing in the towel, but things may be changing. Rumor has it that a few weeks ago he began working on something special, something he has been calling his magnum opus. No one has seen it. He won't show it to anyone, not until it's finished. He has been working feverishly, almost nonstop, for weeks. Busy, busy, he's always busy now. But today, he has a comic book signing starting at 11 a.m. over at Metropolis Books. His friends are there waiting for him to show up, but it's already 10 past. Guys, guys, uh, what's up with... Uh, uh, what's up with Arnie? You're his friends, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know where he is. Come on, we're his fan club. He's he's gonna be here a little while. Stop mm. worrying about it. Oh, if no, anything, him... we'll go visit him. Did you call him this morning? Make sure he was awake. I I the tried calling, been... but I I got nothing from him. Uh, uh, you guys know where he lives, don't you? Down the street. Yeah, he lives. He lives down a couple blocks down. You know, around the corner, a couple blocks down. Well, if he's not here in the next five minutes, would you guys mind going yeah, and getting him? We can make oh, a run. You mean, problem. <clears throat> yeah, you, what, what? You're, you're serious, right? We're, like, we wouldn't go hang out with him all day. <laughs> We're here for it. Yeah, sure. <sighs> I mean, there's not many people here yet, but there will be. He goes, yeah, guys, have you seen him? Because he wasn't on the bus this He wasn't on the bus yesterday, you know. Normally he rides the he rides the he rides the six when he rides the six bus. You know, normally I'm running the six bus anyway, and he's wasn't on it yesterday. Yeah, I haven't seen him. I mean, uh, we can go check him out and see if he's doing all right. Uh, Maybe putting some finishing touches on his magnum opus. Oh God, that man has done nothing but work. I was even talking to him the other day. He didn't want to have a. He was like. It wasn't he was too busy. Like, he was sleeping part of the way through. He almost missed his stop. But, you know, I kept an eye on him. But I was like, hey, man, you, know, you okay? He's like, I'm working on my bag. I hope this. But, I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping he was going to bring some of it today so that we could get at least a glimpse at it. 
Hey, where, you know, where does he find the time to do that? I mean, he's done like what two hundred and seventy issues in the last ten years. That's twenty-seven a year, right? That's more than two two a month. Yeah, and yeah, but the crap also, that he's doing. Yeah, it's that easy. stuff. He's even said himself that he has more time on it. You know, it's just that while the comic books aren't taking some of his more edgier stuff. Remember, like that one underground one he had. Uh, Nightwish, that was awesome, but nobody wanted it. Yeah, the man gets um, lost in his work. I mean, uh, I've offered to give him some help and do a couple of panels for him, but he didn't want to. He didn't give me any response. Uh, well, how are your glasses going there, Faulkner? Uh, hey, yeah. yeah. Well, let's. we can check on him and just see what's going on. With yeah, him. I'm getting kind of nervous. Go check on him. Tell him yeah. to get his ass down here. Yeah, I mean, I've been over is, there a couple of is, times. This is his work, you know. No wonder yeah. it's not selling anything if he's not here to sign books. Dude, you better hope he's not in the hospital from a heart attack or some shit. Because I'm gonna come back here and bitch you out about that. Honestly, that would be that would be probably good for his career. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, no. That's he just went there. <laughs> he, he just looked. He's oh. like, really? I you, shouldn't be laughing. I was, at that. Like, I was like, why? All right, guys, please, please go, go get him. Let's go get him. <clears throat> Uh, All right, so you leave the you leave uh, Metropolis Books, and uh, you head down the street. You turn a couple of corners, and uh, you come up to his apartment building. Um, there's a doorman there who you're all familiar with, Mr. William uh, Mr. William Banks. Um, he says, "Hey, boys, what's up, Banks? Hey, you seen uh, you seen you seen Magic Man lately? Not not today. Why don't you go hey. up?" Cool. Yeah. We'll check on him. <clears throat> uh, you can also see that one of his neighbors, uh, Mrs. Lancaster, uh, uh, kind of a bitchy old woman, um, is uh, in the, she's get, picking up her mail. And uh, I mean, you're polite enough to her, but she's she doesn't like the noise if you guys start carousing upstairs or making noise. I go, it's like, some people won't tell me. You know, I, 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 I say hi to her. You know, I try to be nice to her because she's she rides my bus sometimes. You know, and I'm like, uh, Good morning. Just checking on Mr. Spiegler. We won't be too loud. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be getting annoyed, in in Miss Lancaster. Uh, you boys keep it down up there. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> now, listen here, you. <laughs> Does she even know what that means? <laughs> yes, probably. I believe it. She's like 150. <laughs> how how does she even? <laughs> okay, she, she has kids that are boomers. She, so she, she in, she's in her 50s, Erwin. Let's let's. Sure she's at least seen Twitter once in her life. No way is she. No way is she in her 50s. No <laughs> way. She was born in the 1850s, maybe. <laughs> All right, so you go up the stairs to the third floor, um, apartment 3G, and uh, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I give a good uh, knock on the door. All right. See, I think you'd like to see a familiar face if he's still in there. You knock on the door, and immediately you hear, no, no, go away, go. There's just no more room. Are, are you okay in there, Arnold? No, no, stay. 
no, there's just, just, just I've run out of room. There's not any more is room. Is the door locked? I want to try it. Um, it is. But all of a sudden, you hear Arnie cry out. Only it has a very strange quality to it. It's like it's like it's loud when he yells, and then it just quickly gets it fades off into the distance. Um, I go up and I kick the door and pull my pistol. All right, oh. do a do a, a, a strength roll kicking the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, strength six. Just regular strength roll, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, thirty-six. Oh my gosh, Jorge! Whoa! All right. Make it oh, easy, shit, man. shit, 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 shit. <laughs> she's, she's gonna put the gun away. Oh my she's gonna pull the cops, nah, man. He, you you see him just move in, you know, kind of have a tactical look like Magic Man, where you at? All right. You break down the door, door opens. Arnie's apartment's fairly small. Um, it's just more or less a one one bedroom. Um, his living space, uh, he has an old um sort of aquamarine colored couch. And he's got posters on the walls. And you can see he's got a large art table um, where he does his work. Uh, All of his paints are there, his drawing instruments and so forth. Uh, But you don't see him. He's not there. Arnold? Spiegler? I sweep sweep the room as I go in, just kind of move and tell him the guy's... Hey, Jorge, I don't think there's any ghosts in here to shoot. You want to put that thing away? All right. You don't see anyone in the room. Um, He's got shelves. He's got uh, knickknacks and things on his shelves. Um, The bed doesn't look like he slept in it. At least maybe he made his bed, but he's kind of messy somewhat um the room is a little messy um and you can see in the middle of his desk uh are is this large volume that he's been working on um the pages are are uh double sized they're uh they're 11 by 17 he he does all of his work on large paper and then they reduce it when they when they print it um uh, you can see that what's sitting there is probably his magnum opus, which none of you have actually seen because he's kept it under under wraps. But I it mean, looks very much like he was working on that just a minute ago. Well, the, given given that his voice trailed off like that, I'm I'm going to check the window. The window is locked. Locked. Yeah, it's got so, the latch. I oh. I help. I want to open the book or, you know, just like look at what's on the page. All right. We'll get uh, back to that in a second. What's everybody else want to do? Uh, oh, yeah. I checked the bathroom. Is the bathroom, uh, is the bathroom clear? Like looking through it, like, hey, is it, what, do I see anything in there? Yeah, it's pretty much clear. Yeah. Okay. Like... I put my pistol away. I'm like, where the hell is he at? Guys, right, you see him anywhere? Let's that's, stop that's for just good. one second. Um, uh, we're, uh, we're still getting some weird sounds from you. It sounds like, oh, well, let's check your thing really quick. Um, go to, uh, let's see, uh, Jason, audio settings. go to the audio settings, uh, go to the little up arrow next to stop video and then go to video settings. 
You see that? No, no, I can't hear you at all. You're, you're muted. You're muted. Uh, I was, yeah, I know. I'm just, uh, let me go to a video set because it sounded good when I went in. Okay, where am I at? Top what? All right. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, where are we? Uh, did you go into video settings? You want to go to audio? Okay, let me go look for video settings. Uh, okay, bottom, bottom, that? bottom left of the screen. Uh, there's a little up arrow next to stop video. Yeah. Click on that. And then okay, I see audio. Micro yeah. Okay. And then about halfway uh, down, you'll see automatically adjust volume. That should be off. Because I'm looking at the uh, microphone. Oh, it's, I'm right sorry. Under, it's under microphone. Yeah, because I like to mute, and then uh, I'm in the thing like my integrated uh, microphone array. Yes. Uh, speaker headphones. Oh no, you're in, you're in the wrong thing. The other okay. up arrow. The other little arrow, the one next to stop video. Oh, okay. Um, Go to video settings. Okay. Yeah. And then over video on the settings, left, all right. And then left, left side, you'll see audio. Uh huh. And then about halfway down, you'll see a little box for automatically adjust volume. Make sure that's ah, not I see clicked. It. Okay, it was clicked. Is it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what was causing that problem. Okay. All right. Is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, let's continue. Uh, you're in the apartment, and uh, you're well, looking so, around. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jorge, man, yeah, thanks for putting that gun away. Making me nervous. What do you expect to find in here? I expected to see a burglar in this place, dude. Come on, I was expecting him getting jacked by somebody. There's nothing in the bathroom. There's nothing out of place. Um, um, what what about under the bed, or um, uh, under the, under the couch, or um, ah, in the couch? All right. Um, so Mick, I mean um, Erwin, you're checking the couch and the under the bed. Yeah. Um, Nigel, what are you doing? Uh, I would just be going to any area that doesn't seem to have been searched by the other fellows yet. Just All trying right. to cover as much ground as possible. We'll say that you walk over to the area, the little sort of kitchenette that's in there. And he's obviously had pizza, the pizza, half the pizza is still sitting there. All right. And, uh, and uh, Faulkner, you went over and you're looking at the book. I'll be, I'll be with Faulkner. All right. When you look at the book, uh. um, it's it's slightly different style than he's used before, but you can definitely see it's his his work, his line work. Um, the entire thing is in is in black and white. It's it's like a drawing. It's uh, very similar to what our backgrounds look like. Mm -hmm. And as you 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 thumb through it, you see that it tells a very interesting story. It it seems to be about an alternate Earth. Um, an alien uh, race that visits our world and that what they find here is uh, kind of like amorphous creatures all sort of blending with one another and and it's, it's all it, there's something very Geiger-esque and, and sexual about the whole thing mm. and uh, it, it gives you sort of a weird, queasy feeling on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, now, as you're looking at it, 
um, uh, Irwin, uh, you are, uh, interestingly enough, checking the cushions on the, the couch. And the light is coming in through the window. And you can see places on the couch where the sunlight seems to have bleached out the color uh, from this weird aquamarine uh, cheap couch that he has. And as you're staring at it, you begin to realize that it's not the sunlight, that as you're even on the couch sitting there looking, that the color seems to be fading from the couch visibly in front of your eyes. And it's going from blue to light blue to gray. And after a few moments, it seems to be completely gray. Uh, Nigel, you're in the kitchen, and you're thinking about maybe grabbing a piece of that pizza. And as you are, you begin to notice that it looks rather strange because the pepperonis are fading to a kind of gray color, and the, the, the green peppers are fading to a kind of green color. Likewise, uh, Jorge, uh, as you're standing in the room looking around, you can see, uh, you know, s spots of, of color that uh, from, uh, from uh, Spiegler's paintbrushes and, and things like that on the walls and, and the floor where he's dribbled and stuff like that. But now they're all fading as well. The, the color of the carpet is fading. And all around you, everything is fading into grays and black and white. Um, Guys, did, uh, I don't feel so this? good. This art is fascinating. <laughs> um, oh uh, hell! Guys, no, no one touch. No one touch anything. No one touch anything. No one touch anything. I'm right. not touching anything. What's up, Irwin? I think um, maybe Spiegler is um, seriously into some sort of drug. Yeah, because um, I'm feeling kind of it, affected. Yeah, it could be in the air because... you see black and white? As, as this, he this, says that... This couch is going gray in front of my eyes, and this, yeah, I, I feel it kind of weird. As, as uh, Irwin says that, Faulkner and Douglas, you look around to see what they're talking about, and you can see that everything is, in fact, turning gray. And when you look back at the table, the book is gone. Uh... You guys, by the way, Wait, you guys, the book? by the way, you guys are not turning gray. We're in color. Oh. You're in color. Do we have to make a sanity check? Yeah, you can do a sanity check on that one. Sanity. You also notice oddly that things seem to be lined in black. So oh, when you... I've, I've failed my sanity check. All right. Uh, just do, well, a, do a 1D3. 97. Fail. If you pass, okay. just take one point of damage. Fail. Two. I'm 97 fail. <laughs> I also fumbled 93. No, 96, sorry. Am I the only one that passed? <laughs> yeah, I think so, man. Ooh. Just saying. 1d3, uh, Tom, yeah? Yeah. You're all 1d6 and then just cut it in half. Tell you then. Yeah, I took a 
I got, I took two points of sanity. I'm like, holy smoke, Batman. Um, what was the sanity roll for those who failed? 1d3. Guys, what did we just one, step into? One sanity, one sanity. Mm, I think there was something in the bottled water we drank. Nah, oh, dude, come on. Well, man. the rim's were late. Yeah, yeah who, who took the book? Yeah, where's the book? It was right in front of me. I looked up for a second, it was gone. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna walk out of the around. apartment. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna f- look out the, I'm gonna look out the window. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you go over to the window and you look out the window and the entire city outside is gray, black and white, and looks very much like you're looking out into a gigantic comic book world where everything is just black and white. Not unlike the pages from the magnum opus that you were looking at. Everybody sort of do a spot hidden note for me. Ooh, 42. 42 is a pass. Okay. That's fail. a fail. Fail 82. Anybody pass? I did. What did you get, uh, Jorge? You're muted. I got a 24. Okay. I was looking right now, like to see how well that was. Um, is it a hard? What? If it's a you fifth, know, if you have a 50 or higher spot hidden, it will be a hard. On your on your spot hidden, you have three numbers. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I got a. Um, the the that's small. The, That's what I was looking at. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm. The the second number is hard, and the third one is extreme. Okay, yeah, I got. I was twenty four. I got a hard. Okay, was yours hard, Douglas? No, I got a forty two. Okay, regular. So Jorge, as you're standing there, and uh, your guys are kind of freaking out about this, uh, Jorge, you notice that there's something over on his shelf that isn't in black and white. Looks like it's blue. Okay, I, I point to it uh, with the other guys. Hey guys, what is that? And I walk over to it and point it out. All right. On the shelf, there is a cardboard box um, with a shipping label on it. Uh, there's a couple of uh, packing peanuts that are also laying next to it some tissue paper, but sitting on the tissue paper is what looks like a blue disc of some sort. Um, do you pick it up? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, probably, you know, it's kind of uh, be a little careful about it. Like use some of the uh, wrapping paper to kind of pick it up because I don't know what's on it. You know. All right. But, it has the texture and feel of glazed clay. It looks like that. Oh, wow. Okay, I see it. It's about six inches across. It's, it looks like uh, glazed uh, clay. Wow. Do I, anything about these? this make any... I mean, I obviously couldn't read it. 
probably be a better try, but is there anything that looks familiar about it? Maybe something, because a lot of times comic uh, book guys like to use real life stuff. I've never seen anything like this. Do a, uh, let's see, do a history roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance of this. All right. Oh yeah, hey, there's no chance. Yeah, can it, let me take a look at that. Show it to him, and it and it to him. So be careful. Right. It's like clay. It's a glazed glass, you know. Uh, yeah, Douglas, you do a history for me. Ooh. Oh three. Oh three. That's an extreme. Well, you can't read it, obviously, mm -hmm. but when you look at it really closely, it looks very much like it's written in cuneiform. Cuneiform. Yeah, uh, very, like very, ancient, oh, very strange, ancient, yeah. ancient Sumerian. Yeah, Let's see. Like, guys, did I mean that's like starter civil? That's like starter civilization stuff. But so why I'm that's it's all like I can give you an all fascinating little history lesson, but um, I don't know this whole color thing's weirding me out because we're not gray. This isn't gray. Yeah, but I've I've seen stuff on on this is a modern game, isn't it? Just yes. Before I say this, I've seen stuff on YouTube with um, that guy from the British Museum, and he's he's like got tablets like with the story of the flood and stuff, and and they're just normal crate like clap cracked old clay. Oh, this is that's none, none of them look like I, I, they they're not blue. Yeah, this more looks like a, like a ceramics class project almost. Yeah, well, it looks like somebody. Uh, my character goes. It looks like something like they uh, they wrote it out. Uh, they blued the glass on it and created it. It's a glass blown. You know, he says it's process. So is, it doesn't look like an old artifact. It looks like something modern, like someone recently made it, like a duplicate. Um, you don't really have any way of telling that. Well, it could be old. There wasn't a whole lot of like blue dye that I'm aware of. No, well, in the past, but the Egyptians had a lot of blue stuff, didn't they? Yeah, the Egyptians did. But uh, can I do an appraisal on it? Sure. Kind of get a... It's. You're, I mean, you're sure that it's clay. It feels that that's the weight. Yeah, uh, my appraise. I got a, a four. All right. Um, I don't know. Your guess is that it would be something old, but yeah, it's yeah. not the kind of it's not the kind of thing that Arnie had. He didn't collect artifacts. He didn't. It it doesn't well, really go with any of his style or decor. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like this is all cool and everything, and you know. Yeah, I. Um, it's weird that it's the only thing that hasn't gone black and white, but... Is there anything else colored? But, where, but where's Arnie? Yeah. Should, shouldn't we be concentrating on finding Arnie? Because, like, he was even, here just... Well, I mean, he, he, he was he's here. not... Yeah, he's not in this apartment anymore. So, yeah, I'm going to go head towards the door. There's hey, not anything guys. lying around like a phone or an MP3 player or something, is there? Sure, why not? Um... Well, if I can find something like that, I'm just going to sort of just have a look through it. Well, we'll say that his uh, iPhone is there. 
okay. Um, is it cold? If I have a look What's at it? the apps that are open, is there a music player or something open? Yeah, when you when you uh, try to activate it, it doesn't turn on. Oh. Uh, I, I pull out. Maybe he was never there, and that we just heard a recording or something. I, but... I pull out. I pull out my own phone and just be like, "Is is my thing working?" Can I just? There's. Uh, it works, but there's no there's no internet connection. Uh, there's no G, whatever it is, G4 connection. I go to one of guys. Put put the TV on. Does he have a TV in this room? I didn't ask. Sure. Yeah. Like put the TV on. Maybe this this is this is odd. I mean, the television. Doing... You turn on the television, and you wait a second while it warms up. Just a second while it warms up. The screen goes from black to solid white, and that's it. It just it's white. You know, guys, what if this is like some kind of weird? Um, uh, just hear me out for a second, because you know. Okay, I don't even know what's going on. Here. You know what? But let's let's say we're inside a comic book, just for shits and giggles. Come on, this is man. something. He, yeah. Hey, okay, uh, okay. No, there's seriously, there's some sort of drug in here. Yeah, there's oh, gotta I'm, be gas. Just gotta listen, be gas to or something in the world. listen to I, yourself. I, I, I'm, I'm exiting the, the apartment looking at I'm going, I'm like, let's find someone else. I mean, I closed the door behind us. There's got to be, is there something in there that's affecting us? All right, oh, well, yeah. let's go outside and maybe we'll run into my, it. My, be... my bet's nitrous oxide. I reckon it's, it's this canister of nitrous oxide in there. Well, before the rest of you can go out of the room, Douglas steps out of the room. Douglas, what you see is uh, Mrs. Lancaster coming up the stairs, going back to her room, only she is faded, almost completely pale. There seems to be a hint of color in her, but not very much. And she's not moving fast, and she's not moving smoothly. She's... Uh, Miss, Miss Lancaster... She doesn't seem to be reacting to you, but uh, she's moving almost like a flip book, bit I, by bit. If, by I, bit. if I go up and I try to like stand in her way, what? Well, she like stops. Miss Lancaster. She stops and she says, her, her mouth opens and closes, but no sound comes out. Uh. Okay, guys, let's... Oh, I need some fresh air, some water. Yeah, why don't we step or... outside real quick? Why don't we go down the stairs? Because this is the weird That's shit. That's a very good been... idea. All right. the, weird... the weirdness has been flipped. Okay, guys? Well, if I... so, so she stopped in front of me. I'm like, reach out and touch her on the shoulder. Yeah, she's there. And when you do, she starts to pull away from your hand and looks surprised that you're touching her. You would say that her expression is not one of horror or surprise, but just like, why are you touching me, young man? You know? Oh, oh I'm, 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 I'm sorry, sorry. And she sort of glares at you and starts to move around you and glitch down the hallway towards her room. That's... Let's go downstairs. Let's see what's outside. Oh, guys, Take a few minutes to clear. Seriously, we're tripping balls. Yeah, we are. We are in trouble. Yeah. 
All right. So I, I, I agree with Doug. Is we, we need to get outside and we need to get some fresh air and see if like, we can no, just we gotta call poison. We gotta call poison control or something. No, 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 no. Whatever this is, I, I don't want to go to the authority. I don't even. Oh no, let's just get some fresh air. No need to call anybody. I run outside along with them. All right. Uh, you run down the stairs. Um, you open up the front door and uh, uh, you see Mr. Banks standing there. Uh, doing his usual job. And as you step out, but he is also pale. Now he's wearing a black jacket. The black jacket is black, but his skin has turned pale. Everything seems to be in black and white. And he also, when, when you come out, he seems to turn to acknowledge that you're there and goes like he's going to open the door, but he's too slow. His hand isn't moving fast enough to get to the door. Um, there are cars in the street that are that are going past. Um, they're going faster than he's moving, but they're still going slower than they should go. And they seem to be jumping from spot to spot as they go by. Well, hey, you know what? My, my apartment isn't too far from here, guys. I think we just need to, uh, I don't know, wait this thing out. Try to find Arnold later. Like, wait, where did he, where did he even go? Hey, um, you know, looking around real quick, you know, checking myself, um, do I seem like I'm tripping? I mean, I'm seeing something, but do I, like, could I tell if I'm tripping or not, or do I... Except for the, bizarre, for the bizarreness of it all, uh, you guys seem perfectly fine. I mean, guys... So look, looking at each other, like, and we look we're normal. All color. You all look absolutely normal. Guys, this is weird. I, I'm just gonna say this. This is this pegging out. I mean, I, I might have thought it was gas or something like that, but we're not able to talk to anybody, and we're not interacting with them as much. Like we don't talk to them, but we can talk to each other. That's the weirdest trip I've ever heard of. It's almost as if we're going at a different speed. Oh. Now, as you look around. There are some things that are different. Um, the city is the same city as far as you're concerned. Buildings are still where they should be, but buildings have changed. Um, some, of the, some of the buildings a few blocks over are skyscrapers. And you can see that the windows only go up a few floors and then the building becomes solid. And as it goes up, it becomes black. And it just becomes a kind of obelisk up into the sky. You can see the Bancroft building seems to go up forever. You can't see the top of it. And it should only be 13 floors high. Guys, maybe I'm tripping here, but this is weird, okay? Do we Perhaps see anything so. that... Do we see anything like, I don't want to sound crazy, uh, GM, but do we see anything like like color on the floor, tracks, something? Yeah, does anything, anything catch your eye in terms of color-wise? Um, where you are, absolutely nothing. Even, even, the, even the other people that might be on the street, they seem to be like the doorman and, and the woman Who's, there. Who has that little tablet? Uh, it's... it's if you want to call it little, I mean, it's it's solid, yeah, but I have it right here. Still blue. Why can we see the blue on that? Look, I mean, no, let's just go. 
Maybe, maybe we should go, go, go sit down. <laughs> maybe we should go via the, the comic book store. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah, just, just in, there. in case in case Arnie turned up back there. Yeah, no, Irwin, that that's a good idea. Yeah, let's let's go back. Let's go back to Met Metropolis. Metropolis. Just need a walk in fresh air. Sweat it out. All right. How does the air smell? Does it smell like the city? You know, like it, 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 fresh air is a relative term. I mean, even though we live in San Diego, it's like, do we sell, smell the sea anywhere? Do we smell anything else? You know, what does the air smell like? Yeah. It it smells more like a closed room than like the open air. Uh, you don't smell what would be gas fumes or, or you know, the general dust of the city. You don't smell any of that. And you don't what smell the sea, and you should smell the sea. But you what about sound? The cars that are driving by. Well, you can hear things. Um, it sounds like cars driving by, but they're really muffled. Is the sound like stuttered? Um, no, not really. But it Just doesn't muffled. seem to be. It's it's almost like it's not attached to the things yeah, well, around it. Let, let's go back to Metropolis. You're, you're right, Erwin. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, go. Just, All right. um, then if he hasn't turned up there, then, then, then we'll, we'll go back. And... Yeah. All right. So you walk down the street, and uh, it's odd as you pass people who are just these gray people. Uh, you find it almost difficult to navigate because it's almost like you can't predict where their little jerky movements are going to take them. It's, it's very disconcerting. And as you are walking down the pavement towards Metropolis, which should be a few doors ahead of you, there is nothing where Metropolis was except a black rectangle the size of the shop. There's no windows. There's no doors. It's just. I just walk up to the to the wall and I kind of just try to touch it. I'm like, "What the hell, man?" It's solid. You can't tell whether it's stone or plastic or paper mache. It's just there. Oh, I'm getting a headache. Uh, I'm gonna be sick. I think you can all do uh, sanity rolls again. <laughs> Oh, 56, still passing. 86, failure. 98. All right. Pass. Is it another 1D3? Um, I'd say just take two points of damage if you failed and one point if you didn't. Gotcha. I'm kind of getting frustrated. I, I, I kind of grabbed the disc. I'm like... Why is this blue? Hey, hey, hey oh, be careful. Why can we see this? Just, just, hey, hey, just, just, Faulkner, just hand that back to me. Let's not break it. Maybe that's what we need to do, man. Uh, uh, Maybe just, we just need uh, to, you, I'm kind of just, I'm starting to raise it. I'm just like. Uh, 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 no, I'll, I'll stop it. Hey, just, <laughs> what I need, what we need to do is have you calm down, okay? All right, just relax. We'll just. Doesn't make sense, man. Doesn't make uh, sense. You're, you're right. It, it, I, I agree with you, but we need to just just relax. If, if right. everyone if everyone we meet is going to be like gray and jerky, then then 
the chances of us finding someone who can read that are pretty minimal. But maybe if we found a bookstore, or if we get back to the apartment and and use like the the the, the internet on the broadband, um, we could find a website about cuneiform. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and, and no. see if we see if we can understand some of it and see maybe trying to. I mean, I I don't see what that has got to do with this, but. Yeah, it, is, it, it is the only thing from that place that's still in colour, which is kind of weird to say the least. Guys, I'm checking my iPhone here, and there isn't shit. There's no band. There's no phone call. There's nothing. Well, we're saying like my my I have Ethernet. It's, I'm yeah. hardwired in. Maybe that will well, make a difference. Let's go to your apartment, then. Let's check this out. Let's right. go to your apartment. We're gonna go anyway. It's, you know. it's, it's probably gonna be the every, same thing. It's gonna be the same thing as that TV, man. It's well, hey, hey, yeah. Well, hey, everyone, listen, try we, and keep cool and just we we like, won't know. And we won't know until we try. Okay, if we go and the screen's like that, then or we, no, we'll go find a library. We'll just go to the library. But it will be fine. But let's not start assuming things. Let's just keep our heads. Okay. Hopefully the effects will have worn off by then. Yeah, effects. Exactly. That's the problem. It's an effect. <laughs> Obviously, that's... my character's flustered. He's kind of like, like he feels boxed in almost the way he feels. All right. So Douglas, your apartment is maybe six or seven blocks. Yep. A um, couple of couple of turns. Um, you start heading uh, down the street, and. Uh, once again, you're going by buildings that you're familiar with, but they seem to have become simplified. Um, doorways are just rectangles. Uh, they don't have all of the detailing that, that you remember. Um, uh, buildings that had, uh, you know, sort of Corinthian pillars on the front, like banks and stuff. The, the pillars are much simpler than they were before. Um, and even my cat's in black and white. No. And yeah. And then you turn down the street where your house is, and you see that the sidewalk only continues for maybe 20 feet in that direction. And then everything becomes white. There's no buildings. There's no. There's nothing. You see? You see? No, it's, There's it's, it's something just, wrong here. Hey, 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 just relax. I'm going to walk and just keep walking off to where the sidewalk ends. Okay. Uh, you get to where the sidewalk ends and you step into the whiteness and it seems like there's still something there. But after you take a few more steps, you become very unnerved because there's no point of reference. You turn around and look at your friends and from their perspective, you're just sort of floating in a white void. Um, well, so, and like, where, where are the buildings? And if I start feeling around, do I feel you, anything solid you, out here? You don't feel anything there at all. So you can do a sanity roll. Uh, 59. Still passing. All right. Uh, I just, just keep it. I just keep sit there cool. like, I think I think. motions like. <laughs> I, I think you're going to need a 1d4. 1d4, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, oh, two. Um, 
I'm just going to feel my my head and my eyes and ears and um, I'm not like wearing some sort of headset, am I? Correct, you're not. I haven't nothing like that. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to do Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm out here in in the white and I look back, the sidewalk kind of ends there's like a building here. If I'm in the whiteness and I walk around, so like the building wall is here, and I walk around like this and don't come back along the sidewalk where that building was, like does the building just flatten out like this? Or if what I'm describing makes sense? Not sure I understand. Okay, so like, so like the, side, the sidewalk is here, the drawn sidewalk, and then there's a wall of a building, and I'm out here in the white. What happens if I walk around like this? It, it almost seems as if, um, from the other people's point of view, as if you disappear. To you, it seems almost as if you're behind uh, a white screen. Um, and from your perspective, you can't see anything at all, except you can see where the line is that you walked around. Douglas, Douglas, where'd you go? Douglas! Okay. You start to feel very disconcerted that you might fall off into nothingness. Come back! I I I I I quickly come back. <sighs> okay. You, you know, I I I think this might not be a drug. This is... Yeah. Done. Okay, guys. Let's, Although I don't I don't want to make that sound like I I know what it is, but dude. I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely down with this. At this point, I'm like, are you okay, guys? Let's say that Break this it. is a drawing that he's doing. No, okay? look, it's it's an oh, I or it, it's guys. something, something was in the water. We passed guys, out in the okay. apartment. This is just a dream. Oh, okay. So we're all having the same dream. No, no, no. This is just my dream. You guys are just here. He walks mass, up and he walks up and. Mass he walks scary. up and pat. He walks up and taps you on the head real hard. Oh, you great! The dream it could hurts. be like it could be like subliminals, like um, yeah, yeah. We were all lights. Yeah, we were all that. all looking at, at the. I'm gonna try something in a second. I'm just gonna call it. Uh, I don't know. Arnold, and I just shout. Nothing. Okay, guys. Well, I, I know this is kind of counterintuitive, but. Um, this this all started in Siegler's apartment. Let's go back to his apartment. Let's yeah. If, let's if back we go back to, to Siegler's apartment, that was where it started. What, what, whatever happened happened there. If if we're going to get an answer and find out what the hell is going on, maybe it's going to be there. Because I mean, I was all in favor of going and and waiting things out in Douglas's apartment. And now this. Oh. Um, which is frankly freaking me the fuck out. Oh. Um, okay. No, maybe no. just, yeah. At least we know Siegler's apartment is there. Yeah. That's um, does it seem like any pedestrians we see that are walking past us, do they seem to be like reacting to our behavior anyway? This isn't right. This isn't right. 
Well, it's not wrong either. There! Over there! You see him? Dude, Look, over what? there! I start moving in the, in the direction. I saw someone! In color! Anyhow, just go off and that. Whoa, 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 Faulkner. whoa, whoa. Faulkner, calm down, man. Where? Where? Call Faulkner. All right, you I'm step back out. Come on, man. You, you step back out into the street, and down the street, quite a ways, maybe almost a football field away, you see some guy, and he's walking away from you. And he does seem to be in full color. Um, just seeing the back of him, and you're seeing his, his clothes. Hey, hey, you, you, stop! <clears throat> yeah, not too fast, man. Just keep, everyone keep together. Oh. We don't want to get separated. Yeah, you got to watch out for the cars, too. There are cars. Yeah. All right, and dogs. Yeah, oh. the, the little gray and, dog and, there. And cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But now, sorry, but Nigel asked something that's like, so like the people I'm that sorry, are... sorry, what did you ask Nigel? Nigel, go ahead. I, it was just to say, like, if we noticed any of the pedestrians walking past us, were reacting to our behavior? Uh, no, not at all. Not, not so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I, I'm aware of the surroundings, but I, my goal is to get to this guy. Like, right. I'm just pushing forward. You know, I'm trying to avoid things, but I'm also not sitting there. I'm not gonna let this guy out of my sight. All right. So you start avoiding. You have to avoid the cars. You get across the street. Uh, you're, you're ahead of everybody else. Um, uh, and you're heading towards this guy. He doesn't seem to be reacting to your yelling. Um, do a spot hidden for me, Faulkner. Ugh, 98. Okay. So you just keep running right up towards, uh, up towards him. Um, the rest of you are maybe 20 or 30 feet behind him. Mm -hmm. I assume that you're running after him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So just as Faulkner is is approaching, maybe within ten feet of the guy, you guys are now within range. Go ahead and do spot hiddens, all of you. Thirty six. Failed. Other fail. Trash rolls. Sixty seven is a fail. <laughs> did anybody pass? I did. I got a, a thirty six. Okay. Jorge. Um, you're a little more street savvy than the others. And when you, as, as you're running up, there's something wrong with this guy up ahead. Um, you can see immediately that his clothes are kind of torn, uh, that they're mishmashed. Um, nobody would wear those, co those clothes together the way that he's wearing them. And that there's something wrong with the way that he's walking. Faulkner. As you run up to this guy, I assume that what are you going to do? Touch him or are you going to run around in front of him? Yeah, if he hasn't responded to me at all with the, the yelling at him, my first instinct is to reach out to his shoulder and kind of shove him around to look at me. All right. Uh, you put your shoulder on him and, I mean, your, your <laughs> head on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. and, you, and, you, and you spin him around. When you do... This fellow, it's, it's a man, you're, you're pretty sure it's a man. Uh, his clothes are, are all ripped and torn in places. And one of the pants legs is gone. Um, he leans to one side because one of his legs is quite a bit shorter than the other. And 
his arm is, it, he looks like he's been in a fire or he's been mutilated or, or been in a serious accident and it healed badly. But you also notice that his arm is a different color than the other parts of his body and that there's a large scar going across underneath his neck and the skin below and the skin above doesn't really match. And he's moving at the same, he's moving at the same rate that you guys are, but he sort of is shambling as he does this. You spin him around and he looks at you and he goes, and he's just staring at you like this. I, I just back on like, what? who are you? Why do you look? Uh, I'm just kind of you, thinking, I'm taking a step back. You can do a, um, a sanity roll. You can do a lot of sanity rolls in this, I think. <laughs> Pass, 11. All right. You just uh, do a couple of points of damage. Um, so I, I'm, I would say it's probably been, it's not, it's within an hour. I don't mean to shoot myself in the foot, but I think I've lost five points in the last hour. Well, it's, 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 it's five in one go. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or if you lose a fifth in oh, one fifth. day. Oh, fifth, right, that's what I'm in one day. You're not there right. yet, but you know, not there. Yeah, right. we're, You're right. we're steadily eating, chewing it up in this place. It's yeah. definitely messing with our sanity. I'm like, so. <laughs> all right, so um, all the rest of you see Faulkner suddenly back away from this guy. And as you run up to him, you see what he sees. Um, and the guy is sort of teetering and he's staring at you. And... Uh, as soon as uh, he stands how, there for a couple, how many sand points for a fail? Just a couple. Oh yes, as I was going to say, as we as we approach this guy, are we all having to make sanity rolls as we get within line of sight? Yeah, because he's pretty I, scary looking. GM, can I have a couple of minutes? I have something I need to take care of real quick. Sure. So you're standing in front of this very strange person. They're definitely human, but you're not sure that they're just one person. It looks like they have been badly stitched together from different people, and the clothes have been torn. And he stands for a minute and looks very confused as he's and, and alarmed as he's looking at you. And then suddenly he starts to try to, to limp away and hey, go... Hey. Back the way that he was, he, that he came from. Hey, hey, hey! Listen, I, I not just, reacting to anything that you're saying. I, I, I check behind us. <laughs> is he pointing at us, or is he like running away from something behind us? No, there's nothing behind. I'm at you. that level of weirded out. All right, let's. But right, I think he is. We, he is gotta moving. Follow him. He's. He's got to be going somewhere. He's doing his equivalent of double time, which is. Still not very fast, but it's faster than the normal people. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about that, Falconer. I think I, I think I want to do what Erwin suggested. I think we should just go back to the apart to yeah to Arnold's apartment. Uh, yeah, to ward all the guys. Yeah, but this guy's the only guy we. Oh, but I, I, think I know. But here. look at him. I, I, I something's off about him. Yes, yeah, something's well, off so, about this whole place. Right, right, but at least... Guys, 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 come on. He's the first person we see. Let's follow him. Maybe he leads us somewhere. 
okay? It's better than just going back and waiting in the apartment. It's yeah. I, I, I don't know. He him. didn't seem he didn't seem too thrilled to see us. Well, yeah, but but same token, what are we gonna do? Unless you want to break that disc, let's break the disc. <laughs> uh, why don't we? You see, you see my character. I don't know what's going on here, and I'm tempted to break the disc. I ain't gonna lie, but let's let's play this as if that disc being broken is a bad thing until we know otherwise. We don't know anything. Is there anything so let's on work the other the side of the disc. Uh, uh, similar markings. Let's let's follow him, see where he goes. Maybe we get lucky. And if we don't, do we go back the way we came? Go back to the apartment, guys. We aren't losing anything right now. This place is right. already in a weird shit of me. Well, okay, what, what, what do you think happened to that guy? It right. might be an answer. All right, so you're going to follow him. a warning. Um, I'm following very, very far back. I should know. Okay. Yeah, I'm so back with Douglas. Say about what? Maybe 50 feet back or so? Yeah, I mean... Okay. Then I'm probably uh, following like 20 <laughs> feet behind and like, I'm just like... Well, I, I'm following 50 feet behind whoever is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not following that guy 50 feet behind. I'm following 50 feet behind the person that's... <laughs> Alright, so he's D hitting... Douglas, Douglas, I've just been thinking like, what, what happens when we get hungry? Uh, dude, I... That's a valid well, point. I mean, can we I, can we eat this food, or will, will it kill us, or what? I mean, this uh, I'm I'm trying trying to stay calm. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, Irwin. I all right. just don't want to think about that right now. Let, let's deal with the task at hand first, guys. We'll deal with the rest in a little bit, okay? Task at hand. Let's follow this guy. You uh, you follow him down the street. Uh, this is the main thoroughfare. Um, uh, he crosses one of the shorter bridges. Um, there's a the river that goes through the middle of San Daniel. Um, and this part of the city is, uh, is, uh, it, it's got a lot more detail than, uh, than like near Douglas's house. Um, and he gets to a point where there's, uh, a place where the, the, there's tall buildings. You guys are walking towards him. He's gotten to the end of the, the tall building and he turns uh, into an area where uh, it's, it's more open. And he stops there and, and he raises his hand and starts doing this as if he's trying to get somebody's attention in that area. Now you guys know the area pretty well that area would be the Harrison Theater, and it's uh, it's a little uh, it's an old movie theater where they show art films now. They don't do much uh, modern stuff. They've got bigger modern cinemas, um, and that's that's right about where he is. And as you see him standing there, you can see on the ground coming from behind the building that there is a black shadow that's moving towards him. Uh, you can't see what it is, but it's big. And it's, it's about to be where he is. So whatever it is, we'll have a clear view of you unless 
You do I, I am gonna, ducking around a corner. I'm hiding. I'm going to try to find some place to just look to the side, you know, like a tree or something that I can just stay out of sight from. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's well, no well, trees I... big enough in the city for that, but well, there are a lot of doorways. Hey, I'm wiry. <laughs> well, we, we, we kind of slip out of sight as best we can, you know, right. try not to make yeah. it. There, Hopefully there are a I'm far of, enough back that I just go around the street corner. <laughs> there, there are a lot of, of building doorways and things like that. Yeah. And yes, you could go down an alley or whatever. Yeah. Um, but do you peek? Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm. Here so as, you're, as, as you're standing there and you're looking and you see him standing on the sidewalk in the, in the, the, the big gap where the theater is, the shadow gets bigger and bigger. And it seems to be kind of a triangular shape with something on top. And all of a sudden, from behind the building, stepping onto the sidewalk with him, not really stepping, is this brightly colored thing. It's about 15 feet tall. It's shaped like a cone. And there seem to be four large, ropey, things on the top of it, one of which has a ball attached. The ball thing sort of comes down to his level, and you can see that there are tentacles hanging from it. Two, two of the arms sort of come forward to where he is, and you can see they have big giant claws on them. And at first you think that they're going to grab him, but instead you can just see them sort of clicking like this. And you see him then then turn and point in your direction. Not directly <laughs> at you, is but this, back down is, the street. This big thing, once it comes out of the shadow, is it in color? It's in bright oh, yeah. color. Yeah. Okay. So sanity check? Yeah. <laughs> this what thing is a bizarre monster. And I failed. Oh, I passed thank a sanity God. check. I passed a dice roll. Success. Yeah, I passed one, but just barely. I had a 45. And now I'm the only one that failed instead of being the only one that passes. I think that if you passed uh, 1d3, I think if you failed, we have to risk something here. I'm going to say a 1d4 plus Three. 2. 4. Oh. Plus 2 is 4. <laughs> so I am freaking out. All right. So you guys are now hugging the building because you've seen this thing. And it does, like I say, it doesn't seem to step. It seems to slide like a gigantic slug as it moves. I don't understand any of this, but we need to leave now. I yeah, let's, 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 let's go back to, to, to the apartment. Let's yep, I'm, I'm going with everyone back to right the apartment. Now. Yeah. It looks like it's like reporting to him or something. Well, from where you guys are, the only way to go back to the apartment is to run back out onto the street. You'll be running That's, in the opposite direction, but guys, why don't we hit this? View. Why don't we hit this alleyway here and slip away? We'll we'll cut back behind this guy, okay? I'm with Jorge. The, let's let's use the black back alleyway. We don't know what this thing is, although the weird shitometer is pegging. Um, and. Let's just stay out of sight. Whatever this thing is, is probably sight oriented. So if it passes, this will be good. Well, Erwin, I don't know. I don't know where the, what the others are saying because they're way ahead of us. But I think yeah, let's definitely head back to the apartment. 
Yeah, let's do that. Let's just yep. go. So <laughs> I, I'm running just out in the street. I'm yeah. just booking it back. Yeah. Okay. Run as fast as we possibly can. I'm stealthing. All right. So are we splitting the group? Douglas and uh, and uh, Corky are. Uh, we, we, we are uh, running. Running down yeah, the street. That, Douglas is. Um, Jorge's like. Oh. God. Jorge went down an alley. I'm with Jorge. Uh, Faulkner's with Jorge and Nigel. You guys are way ahead of us. We were, Erwin and I were staying way back. <laughs> what about you, Nigel? I, I work with Douglas, so I probably be by his side most of the time. All right. Um, I imagine Douglas and Erwin and Nigel that as you're running, you glance back. Definitely. When yeah. you glance back, um, it, it's hard to read this bizarre alien-looking thing, but you do notice that it is suddenly alarmed and begins clicking its things very quickly and uh, uh, moving moving uh, a few feet towards you and then back towards the hotel, the the, the theater. Um, but you're running, so you're getting far far away from it. Um, Jorge are. and Faulkner, as you guys are, are down the alley, after a few moments, and it's, it's dark down the alley. It's, it's, in fact, it's darker than you'd even think that it should be. Um, but as you're standing there in the dark, or hiding there in the dark, you hear what sounds, it's almost a sound like gravel, um, like a car driving over gravel. And it's getting louder and louder and louder. And you suddenly see this thing go by the alley uh, out there, uh, heading in the direction that they ran. And then you see another one go by. And then you see another one go by. Oh, dear Lord, they screwed. <laughs> How many of them go by? Three of them go by. What do you do? I, I look at my pistol. I'm going, this is no way big enough to take down something like that. I think we should be going in the opposite direction that they're going in. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to leave them hanging, but what the hell are we going to do to stop whatever's in that car? Those cars. <clears throat> okay, okay. We, we, we were trying to follow that guy, so let's... They, check out. I'm thinking check out the theater. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. They went by. Let's give them a couple minutes, and then let's go hit the theater. Maybe and be careful when we move. You know, we kind of move stealthily out of there. Okay. And you know, we wait about two or three minutes. We let you know make sure there's not a fourth one running by. You know. Right. And then we'll we'll move out to the alleyway. All right. So you head. You start heading back out the alleyway, and as you come to the end of the alleyway you realize that the ground outside now is covered in a kind of thick, uh, mucusy looking substance, like a gigantic snail trail, where oh. these things have slid past. Um, it's obviously to, to move something that big, uh, by sliding it, it has to be you know, a thick, thick, gooey sort of yeah. substance on the ground. So not this, particularly this, slippery. I mean, it's not particularly sticky, but it's slippery. Well, here's a question. Well, is, that, is that sticky stuff, is that in color? Well, it's, it's, it's clear. Oh, it's clear. Okay. Yeah. It's clear and wet. It's not like the other it's stuff. It's clear and wet, right. 
okay, well, we'll try and stay out of this stuff, you know, look down, you know, taking a quick peek out. Is that thing still standing there? You know, because um, you don't like walk out on the street and that guy's still standing there pointing and shit. When you, when you look out uh, down the street, uh, you can see 100 feet or so down the street, those three things are moving away from you in oh, that okay. direction. And you can see that the shambling guy is with them. Okay. Okay. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to make our turn and go. And try towards the theater, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let the guys catch up in them. Well, I don't know. We'll what see what do. happens. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like you to do a dex roll. Mm -hmm. Ooh, 27. Nice. 37 out of 55. Okay. 27. Um, that was you, you can't really avoid not stepping in the goo, but you manage not to slip. Maybe you stumble a little bit, but you, you manage to keep your composure. Hmm. And uh, you start heading back down around the corner. All right, we'll come back to you. Uh, Douglas and Irwin and Nigel, you run down the street. I imagine that at the first chance you get, you turn a corner. Uh, you're heading towards Douglas's house or towards? No, we're heading towards uh, Arnold's apartment. Towards Arnold's apartment. All right. Um, you get there. You, as you're getting there, uh, but you're, you continue to keep glancing back at those things, making sure that they're seeing if they're following you. You can see they're following you. Um, but they're not moving really any faster than you are. Um, somehow, they seem to avoid any cars that are in the street. Somehow, the people that are actually on the street, and there are people on the street, the faded people, they don't seem to notice them at all. They just move around them as they're coming towards your direction. Um, but you do manage to get back to the, the doorman. And once again, he goes to sort of open the door, but you open it faster than, than he can do it. And uh, you run up the stairs. Now, something you kind of figure at this point is those things won't be able to get in the building because they're way too big. There's no way that they could get through one of the, the, this door. They certainly couldn't get up the stairs. They're 15 feet tall and maybe 12 feet wide at the bottom. All right. Uh, so you head back up to Speaker's room. It is exactly the same way that you left it. What do you do? Slam the door shut. Lock it. Privacy lock it. <laughs> Double bolted. Move something in front of it. Okay. I recall, I just, recall the door being broken. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, no, it was That's right. Down. Oh Christ. Um, could could we put a sign on the door saying Go, "Gone out"? Do not disturb. <laughs> not in. Come back later. Just put a sock on there. Gone. Gone fishing. Universal sock symbol. Yeah. Um, Does the apartment look the way it did when we left? Yes. And and the thing the, the 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 book is still not there. The book is gone. Yes. Now, if I go look out the window, mm -hmm. can I see them out there? Yes, you see them come up to the building and start to move around um, rather 
aimlessly for a few moments, and then they start clicking their little clickers. Nightmarish castanets. Yeah, like this. You get the weird impression that it's some form of communication because they seem to be talking and, and responding to one another and so forth. Um, we didn't ask to be here. I mean, like, this is... This if, he is had not, if Arnold had just shown up on time, if he had just shown up on time, oh, like he was supposed oh. to... I knew I should have got into horror films instead of comic Night, Nigel, do a spot hidden for me. Yes, that is... Uh, ex no, it's a hard pass. Okay. So Nigel is sort of crowded up with you guys looking out the window at these things, and suddenly Nigel notices that uh, down the street there are two or three more of the shamblers that are walking towards your building. And after a few more seconds, a few more shamblers show up. And each one of these shamblers is different. They seem to be put together wrong and um, made from different people's body parts. And some of them are really badly put together. But they're all shambling towards your building. And they can get through the door. Okay, I'm going to lean out of the window. All right. And I'm, I'm going to shout, What do you want? We've come here by mistake. Um, when you do that, you notice that these ball ends of these cone things suddenly point up to you, and you see that each one of them has a big eye uh, that's staring up at you. And their little tentacles go like this, and they, they start clicking. Uh, but that that seems to be all that they're doing. All right. Uh, if I if I flash the blue disc out the window, do they get more excited? Doesn't seem to do anything to them. There's um, more of them coming in, not the big ones, the cut up piece, the cut up guys. Right, the shamblers. Um, and as soon as the shamblers approach, it definitely sort of looks like the cone things are giving them orders with their clicking clickers, and they're coming inside downstairs. I'm, I'm, I'm going to search the apartment for something um, to, to use as a, as a weapon. Um, yep. Here, help me break this table up. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't strike me that Arnie's the sort of guy to have a baseball bat lying around. Well, do a luck roll, because I've got a baseball bat. And I don't play baseball. Or maybe called, he's got a Louisville slugger. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. <laughs> and it's to get the criminal if he gets into my house. I've dreamed about well, beating the I shit have, out of him. With I have passed <laughs> in that case. All right, you actually find a Louisville slugger just inside the closet. <laughs> and now you've got to look out the stats for that. <laughs> that will do. No, it's 1d8 plus, uh, plus your damage bonus. One d eight. I'll just uh, like grab like a knife or something from the kitchen. Yes. One d four plus two plus your damage bonus. Would Nigel. Nigel recall anything from when he was over, like having a smoke? Uh, would he have ever mentioned anything about weapons or anything lying about? 
Yeah. I don't think that Spiegler would have any kind of weapon in this room. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely some makeshift clubs you could you could come up with. Okay. Well, if, if there is a light about, I'll probably break like a leg off a coffee table or something, use it as a block okay. instrument. Okay. So as you fear, suspect, um, you can hear these things coming up the stairs and uh, coming across the hall towards the door. Uh, and then they start banging on the door. Um, you guys have it kind of blockaded. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they just relentlessly keep bashing and bashing and bashing at the door. And now we'll jump to Jorge and uh, and Faulkner. Um, as you step around the corner in front of the uh, the old uh, theater, you can see that there are slime trails all over the place. Uh, you know, uh, well, what you can see is that most of the slime trails are going towards the back of the theater. Mm. Um, logic would tell you that they couldn't get in the front door of the theater, but they could get in. This is, th th there's a large service thing because they used to put on plays here as well. Um, that would be the only way they could get in, but it does seem to be that this, seems to be centered around the slime trails and stuff like that. What okay, do you want to do? Well, the theater is the way in. So let's, can we go in through the front door or is it uh, blocked off? Uh, no, it's not blocked off. So well, these things definitely can't fit through here. So let's see if we can get into the front. Uh, you yeah. get up to the front of the theater and in fact, it's not locked. Open it up, move in. All right. I, um, Take it slow, man. Yeah, well, you know, pull, you pull my pistol and, you know, calm, move calmly through the door, you know. You step, right. you step into the lobby and there is a noise that you can hear, a sort of a humming, whirring sort of noise coming from somewhere. Um, it's also the first time that you have encountered a rather strong odor and part of the odor smells like antiseptic and part of it smells like rotting flesh. <sighs> what the hell awesome. is that? It's a morgue. Come on. You can, both, the... you can both do spot hidden. Spot hidden. No. 37 out of 55. 65, sorry. Probably about the same time, both of you think you see some movement through the door that leads into the, the main theater. Mm -hmm. um, is it one of those, oh, I was going to say, is it one of those doors that has like the circle, you know, that you can actually look into the theater with? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a look. All right. Sneakily. You can see that there is light inside before you actually get to the window. Okay. And when you look inside, what you see is this. You see that, you, you take this all in the, in the same sort of instant, uh, but I describe it to you. So all of the chairs in the theater have been 
ripped out and shoved over to one side. There's a big pile of them in one corner. So the floor is slanted downward towards the bottom, but it's pretty much bare. In the center of the room is some sort of mechanical device. It seems to almost be hanging down from the ceiling. There are lights and tubes and some sort of liquid that's flowing through tubes. And underneath that, uh, you see at least three more of these creatures. And there are what look like metal tables lying around and they have bodies, human bodies lying on the tables in various states of dissection. Oh God. And in some cases it looks like they're trying to fit body parts together and put them together in different ways. And there are organs that have been removed and there are large jar looking things that have obviously organs and body parts in them. And as you're looking and seeing this through the window, you see that there are maybe five or six others in there as well that are moving around stuff. Uh, I assume sanity rolls? Yeah, if you do sanity <laughs> rolls. Sanity rolls for that one. Oh, thank God. This is not been having a bad day. I got a 16. I got a 96. Right. <laughs> um, 96, I want you to do a 1D6 roll. 1D6. Uh, if you pass 1D4. I'm still getting hosed here. Jesus, man. That's four. I wrote a four, and that puts me at 12 sanity loss so far in this session. Okay. Got a 55. It's getting close to that one test. Oh, you All just right. tipped into indefinite insanity. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like you also, well, because you, you failed, uh, you sort of back away from the door in horror. Uh, Jorge, do a spot hidden for me. Okay, let me get the spot hidden thing. Okay. Uh, oh, 28. Okay. There is a metal table uh, directly under this machine with these tubes and things. And it, it seems to be somewhat conical and it comes down sort of to a point. And you can see that sitting on the table is a book. And the book is wide open. And it you can't quite tell, but it looks like it's in bright colors. The machine okay. is in color. The creatures are in color. The theater is in black and white, and this book is in bright colors. Looks like a big book. You see my character kind of, I look, I look at my boy first, because I got to make sure he's calm. I'm like, dude, you know, kind of like smack him a little bit. Is How is he doing? Is he really messed up here? He's shaking. He's definitely shaking. I got an idea. We shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be I, here. We were you, to be I, here. I don't know if this is going to help his sanity. I just hop and smack the shit out of him. Okay? Just boom. Oh. This, this is like the 1920s, but for women. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I'm just like, I need him focused. I know he's fucked up. I'm fucked up. You know, I'm like, holy shit, Batman. 
Um, it, is it helping me? Is it focusing? Well, you can do a first. We call that first <laughs> psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis, yes. <laughs> um. No, oh, no, no, no. That was maybe psychology, but that would be a ten if I was lucky. Hell no. Psychoanalysis is one. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it doesn't make him happy, but he at least it brings him back into focus as to the situation he's in. Okay. I was like, dude, there's a book on the table that's in color. Okay? They're cutting we people need... up in there, man. They're yeah, I know. Okay. Remember the book? Remember what um what what the is what, that, uh, is what that was Spiegler's book. Well, let let me let me throw something here real quick because we're in crazy land, right? Okay, we're crazy together, right? <laughs> uh, he was writing a book about aliens that were viewing our world from a different world, right? You think what if that? what if this is a construct? What if he saw into their world and they saw him and they pulled him in, and then we got pulled in through the book, this magnus opus, okay? Remember? Who yeah, looked yeah, at the yeah. book? Well, I looked at the book. Exactly. So we all got pulled into his world, right? Yeah. Real quick. Did we see um, Spiegler anywhere in there when mm -hmm. we looked? Like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I was like, we need to get a hold of that book because that book could be our way out. We, we okay? can't get this too many inside. We can't. There's too many. I got an idea. We set a fire, we get them distracted. I was like, I've got a Zippo lighter. Let's see yeah, if we can burn some shit. What if you burned a book and that's our only way out? No, 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 no. We're going to burn some shit out here. We're going to set a fire out here. Okay? Maybe we get lucky. I don't know. Dude, the only other way is me to pull out my pistol and shoot these bastards. Do you think this Super 38 is going to do shit? No. <laughs> No, I got hollow points. It ain't gonna do shit. I mean, it, it's it's like I was like maybe if I brought my nineteen eleven, but no, these motherfuckers need elephant guns. So let's let's think outside the box. It's antiseptic, is, right? You, you smell there, you smell the antiseptic. Is there a back way into that theater? Oh yeah. In fact, you could see too that the the back door in the theater, the big giant door, is open. So that's the way like, they're going in and out. Let's let's check like, out let's check out back there before we set any fires and see if Okay, we let's 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 stay inside the building and let's move around the building. Okay. Inside there are the probably building. other doors as well in and out of the building, but they probably don't open from the outside. Mm. Right. Well is there is there a way inside to kind of circle around to where that door is? Yeah, like I'm, thinking, I'm thinking like a backstage area or something. Um know? yeah, very likely you can move in either direction around the theater inside and yeah. then go outdoors into the theater that's the way theaters usually design yeah, yeah, yeah. okay let's do that let's try and stay undercover let's try not to make any noise and move uh, around to the back so right uh, left. before we before we do anything um i want to just take a quick mouse because we were in the lobby looking into the theater right mm -hmm. um is there like a front desk security desk area or something like that maybe i could find a set of keys to get us in through the side of the building there's a uh, um there's a like a, a I don't say, like a box with glass walls yeah, so that exactly. you know you, but um you're not sure that there's anything in there all 
I can take a look. Okay, sure. I, I pop open the door, and if it's not locked, then I just look inside and see what it, I see. It's not locked. Um, okay. uh, do a spot hidden for me. Nice, 16. Uh, hard success. Okay, yeah, you don't find anything in there. All right, damn. But uh, we'll jump back to the others now. All right. Uh, Nigel Douglas and Irwin, uh, after a few minutes of serious pounding on the door, um, it, it starts to give way. And you can see there are a dozen of these uh, shamblers out in the, uh, the hallway uh, that are trying to push their way in. Is there a fire escape? No. You looked out the window right down at the, the mm -hmm. things. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to start there's one, there's stabbing. one down like, at the end of the hall. I'm yeah. like slashing at arms that are popping through the, the door. <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to try to beat them off as they're yep. coming through the door. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, without any difficulty at all, you're pretty much pounding on them. Uh, but then they start to push forward. They, they don't seem to be, you know, reacting as if, ow, you hurt me. They just, you, you crack their, their arm and they just continue with the other arm. Uh, they're like, they're, they're reacting like zombies for all intents and purposes. Um, they also don't seem to be, they don't have to ha seem to have minds of their own. Um, but they are, uh, they are eventually pushing within a round or two, they're going to push their way into the room and swarm you. So I lock yeah. myself in the bathroom. <laughs> Do you, you can lock yourself in the bathroom? Okay. All right. So well, he runs off and locks himself in the bathroom and leaves you out there. Is there um, anything that looks like it might be flammable? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's turpentine and there's, you know, solvents and stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to start getting stuff like that and picking it up randomly and just hurling it at them. Okay. You hit them. It splashes all over them. Um and uh, Nigel, what are you going to do? Uh, my tiny brain can't comprehend what's going on around me. So I'm going to run into his bedroom and try move like the more drove in front of the door and start weeping. All right. <sighs> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some fucking friends you are. Well, there aren't any other rooms, are there? I mean, that's no, that's it. Not even a closet. Um, oh, the closet! They're not allowed to come in the closet. That's one of the rules. I know that. The closet rule. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and roll your closet rule. <laughs> okay. Is this a luck rule? Yeah. Why not? 29. I got a 14. <laughs> um, what happens is this. They bust through, you know, whatever you've blocked the door with, and they start rushing into the room in as much as they can rush. Uh, you had doused them. Were you planning on doing anything? I was planning on setting fire to them or hoping that one of the others might pick up a lighter or something and come to my aid. Well, you do realize that if you lit them on fire, they're still going to keep grabbing at you and they might burn you up. Um, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to go down swinging. All right. Well, 
very quickly they overwhelm you. But they don't seem to be trying to hurt you. They seem to be trying to restrain you. So anyway, I'm going to make that as hard as possible for you. All right. So they are uh, restraining you while two of the other ones, or two or three of the other ones, uh, start banging on the bathroom door and the bedroom door. And uh, within a few minutes, they bash those in. And uh, you guys might fight, you might, rest- you might fight with them, but ultimately they're going to grab a hold of you and drag you out of the building. So I'm going to try my best to not look at them. They're coming so, to take you away. Uh, I'm going to try my best to kick them in the head. All right. Well, we could sit here and go through all of the combat, but uh, you can kick them in the head. You can do all that, but they just... Yeah, I'm just... Done. I, I know they're going to take me away. I'm just doing <laughs> right. it to make myself feel a bit better. All right. You I come have a diplomacy check. You Stabbing come out, them with nine. <laughs> uh, you come out of the whole thing kicking and screaming, but you find that the only people that you might be hurting are yourselves in the attempt to hurt them. And you are physically damaging them, but they don't seem to care. Um, when they drag you out, out in the front, these three giant conical things, um, they sort of try to surround you, and their large, bulbous heads, if you will, uh, move down close to you with their large, blinking, single eye, and they have these tentacles, and they, they seem to be pondering you. They're like curious. And after a few moments, they raise back up, they click their hands, and they start moving you towards the theater. Why are you doing this to us? They don't respond at all. Um, After a few more minutes, you have been crossed back over the bridge and you are taking, you are approaching the theater and you can see that there's evidence that there have been quite a few of these big conical things. They're taking you to the back of the theater and you see that the door is open and there is this large, strange looking machine and there seem to be Oh, maybe nine total of these giant creatures. And they seem to be performing hideous medical experiments on people. And what you see is really odd because there are some humans on the tables that are not worked on yet. And they are pale and like the other people on the street. But as these things are working on them and taking them apart and putting them back together again, they become more like us. They're, they're the colors there and, the, and so forth. So you also notice the table with the book on it, which is open. And it almost hurts your eyes to look at the book directly because it's so brightly colored. It's, uh, uh, it's, I don't know how to say it. It's magically colored. It's so bright. Um, and it seems to be the focus of this machine. Oh, I passed my sanity check, by the way. So is that right. a 1d4, you said? Yeah. The the 1D4. For passing? Um, Four. Now, Ew. in the lobby, 
you guys have moved over to the side and you're now doing the same thing you did before. You're peeking through the, the little window in the door that's over towards the side of the theater. It's actually a lot closer to the, the stage area, which is where the, the machine is in the book. But to your horror, you notice these creatures dragging um, Faulkner, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Nigel, Douglas, and Irwin into their medical theater. Shoot, they got them. What are you going to do? I was like, well, do we, we, we see the things that are dragging them in, right? Do you see the channelers. Like, you see yeah, the whole group. Do they look like they've been beaten or messed up or anything? Yeah, some of them are bleeding. I was like, well, I was like, I can figure out they put up a fight on this one. You know, I was like, I'm like, okay, they put up a fight. None of them look dead, but bloody. Maybe these things, I was like, okay, we need to figure this out. We need to give ourselves a chance. I was like, we have to get them out um, before these guys start operating on them. Do we see, do we see Magic Man anywhere? No, you know, not Spiegler at all. So there's there's three of them, right? But there's more inside the theater. So correct. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, it's, eyeball. The odds, the, it's not good. I mean, we have to see what they're gonna do before we have to go all out. I mean, I don't. I hope they're not trying to do experiments, but based on what we see, they probably are. Um, we need to even the odds up. We need to do things. So let's let them wait a couple of minutes. See what happens. We'll let the shamblers scatter off because all these shamblers Let's, in here. While they're are, doing, wait, are all the shamblers in the lobby area? Or they all went into the theater. No, they they're, they're holding the they're holding these guys. Okay, so why don't we do our still our initial plan? Let's get ready some sort of fire in like the lobby. We we won't set it until we know what they're doing. Okay. All right. If it looks like they're, we can use so it as a distraction, basically. Yeah, we'll we'll use a distraction. See what happens with it. Um, do we have any? Um, can we look around there? Is there a way like we could move, like getting behind the, the theater and actually without them seeing us? That's my thing. Can we move unseen? On the outside, do you mean? Well, I mean, like if we went to the out, like we're inside the, the theater. We went around right. the, the side area. Can we move through the backstage area unseen or we would be noticed? The closest you can get to it from, from this hallway that goes around the back is to the um, the seats that are actually on either side of the stage. That's as far back as you can get. That is the last door that would lead into that seat. Yeah, could we? I was like. And from there, somebody... you could jump. You'd have to jump maybe five feet to get onto the stage, which is where the machine and the book and everything. Okay, definitely. Okay, okay. Um, That's definitely the seats. The seats. They're all torn apart and stacked, right? Yeah, they're all pushed more, more or less to the back of the theater in one corner. Uh, there's a big pile of them. They're all damaged and broken. Okay. So judging where we're at, if we set a fire on this one, how long would it take before it, it caught, caught up and they'd see it? Well, that's hard to say. But uh, Yeah, we probably have to just do it and see what happens. Well, what I'm saying is we could set a fire over here. And then haul ass around the other side, and they would go out to put out the fire, and it would give us a chance to maybe yeah. get the book. No, yeah, well, that's yeah. my thought process. But um, if you go back to the door 
that you were originally at. Um, it's possible you could get in without being seen. If somebody was looking right at the door, they'd see the door open. Right. Okay. But that's right near the pile of, of broken chairs. And the fabric would catch faster than the, than the wood. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking about. And I, I, I mean, it's know. possible. And okay, it certainly okay. would be a distraction. You don't even know if anything burns in this universe. But Oh, that's true. Well, Everything else yeah. seems to function normally. Well, sort of. is, there, is, there a, uh, is there like a, a couch in here or something, like a little seat or something here? No, not really. Not where you are. Okay, well, let's go back around to where that other place is and see if we can see in there like if anybody's looking at. If not, we can move up and set a fire and then fall back around, you know. Right. And uh, the other, that's, all I can, that's the only thing I can think of. Nigel, Douglas, and Irwin, um, they've sort of corralled you into a spot with the uh, shamblers uh, keeping their hands on you, and you have the most horrible feeling that you're going to be experimented on next. Uh, <clears throat> Do you guys want to try to do anything? You know that they've got a pretty good grip on it. We're, we're sentient creatures. We don't want to be experimented on. Stop. Why are you doing this? Don't do this. I'm clicking my hands while trying not to vomit. Um, I'm trying to pull the blue disc out of my... <laughs> the the blue disc. Okay, you, you pull the blue disc out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of the uh, conical things uh, moves over towards you uh, with the uh, the blue disc and uh, its big bulbous head moves down towards you with its big blinking eye. Uh, what do you do with the blue disc? You got it. So it's looking at the blue disc? Yeah. I'll just say, I'll let you have it. You're holding it up like this to show it? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Do a dodge roll. You're muted. 91. Oh, God, you got it. (laughs) <laughs> Almost before you can think about it, these tentacles that are on the bottom of the uh, the head, they reach forward and they grab the thing out of your hands. And uh, you see the thing that immediately move away from you, go over to where the book is, and set the disc on the table next to the book, and then go back to what it was doing before. Well, I'm glad it takes interest in, in art. Okay. Um... All right, we, we try to, like, if I can see them, can they see, like, if I'm looking, can I do something where maybe my people would see me? Yeah, but Nigel, Douglas, and Irwin, yeah, do spot hiddens to see if you can see uh, Jorge go at the door. Ooh, I got 13. Nothing. That's a pass. All right, if That's you pass, extreme. if you pass, you notice uh, Jorge uh, I, at you I, I, I did not pass. I am more looking at the uh, over at, okay. towards the book and the disc. Okay. Oh, okay, GM. I'm going to check and make sure before I go out the door, slip out, and make sure my lighter works. 
because it, it wouldn't work any damn thing if this thing doesn't light. Right, it lights, and the and the flame is colored. It's it's. Okay, so I try to take the back. I'm like, look at it like, you know, I, this was a gift from one of my squads, from my squad mates. I won this in a damn game when I was in Iraq. These fuckers are going to pay for this shit. Okay, I slip out the door. Okay. You know, and I try not to make any noise or anything. I slip out to where the thing is. I, 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 I get down low. I, I open the, the, the zippo quietly. I flick it a couple of times so it burns. And then I stick mm -hmm. the zippo underneath the flame. And then I slip back the, underneath the pad mm -hmm. to see if it burns. Does it burn or start to catch? Let's, let's do a luck roll. Yeah, maybe. To see if you're nervous. 16? All right, you uh, you do exactly that. You slip out and you light the uh, the fabric on one of the chairs, uh, which was obviously colored at some point, but now it's gray. Uh, very quickly, the uh, flame starts to lick up the 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 fabric. It's probably old and dry. It uh, okay. catches onto the 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 cotton stuffing inside, and uh, you can see that you've been very successful and that it's going to go up pretty quick. Uh, All right, well, I toss, it to, I toss the, the thing, you know, toss it onto the other fabric, and then I move back and okay. back through the door. And then All I, right. I grab my friend and say, let's go around to the other side. Let's see what happens. I'm All right. Kind of so you're going to run down the hallway back to the, the door near the stage? Yeah. All right. Um, the three of you have now seen that the, that the exactly what uh, Jorge did. You noticed. And uh, he lights that on fire. It takes... 30 seconds or so can before... Can I just ask a question? Yes. Are, are the flames in color or in black and white? The flames are in color. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. It takes about 30 seconds and the flames start to lick up the, the pile of chairs and one of, the, one of the cone things starts immediately clicking like this. And you see the ones that are doing the operations, they stop what they're doing and uh, they start clicking, these things start clicking and they start moving up the theater towards this. You see some of them grabbing strange mechanical devices of some sort and they're heading towards the fire, but almost in unison, all of them move 10 or 15 feet up towards the fire uh, that look like they're going to try to put it out, but for moment there's nothing going on up on the stage now the shamblers are still there um but uh uh you suddenly notice jorge and uh and faulkner come uh, jumping out of the balcony uh, the not the balcony the, the stage uh seats and onto the the stage um jorge and faulkner what are you guys going to do uh i'll go uh, for the book you want to go? The thing? And I'll you, go you get grab the, the guys. Yep. Yeah, I'll grab the guys. Gotcha. I'll right. grab the disc too at the same time if I can. All right. So Faulkner, you grab the book and you grab the the disc. Um, as you run towards the book and you look down at it, uh, it's it's a different story than the one that you saw before. You're not really looking at it. You only have a glance at it. Yeah. And the colors are almost too bright to look at. So you probably slam the book closed and grab it yeah. with the disc. All right, Jorge, you're heading towards the guys and the shamblers. 
And the Shamblers don't seem to be taking any offensive moves, like in, in anticipation that you're going to do anything. They're doing what they've been told to do, and that's hold the guys. Okay, so what, well, do you, what do you do? That's what 38's, that's what 30, Super 38's for. You know, I walk up to the closest guy that holds one of them. Okay. Put the gun to the head and go, kaboom. All right. Right where the brains are at. You know, I figure I disconnect the casing. I think that uh, you can't miss. Yeah. And the things don't try to pull away from you. Um, do a luck roll, however. This, maybe the other guys hear me. Okay. 31. What's your luck? Oh, I made it. Okay. All right. Well, the the conical creatures seem to be completely distracted by the fire now, uh, and they seem to be shooting some sort of foam onto the fire. Um, but uh, if you're going to oh, go yeah. along the line and shoot the uh, shoot the people in the head when they when they get their brains blown out, they drop. Okay. Well, um, that's okay. When they 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 drop. Um, Okay, so when I shot They also seem to be a little confused when their comrades are dropping. So, okay, well, that's, that's, you know, I got five shots. I'm trying to free my buddies. Let's get out of here. Boom, 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 boom. And we move out and we'll kick a couple of them over. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> the door. All right. With the confusion and with the guns, with the fire and all that, you Woo! all manage, you all manage to run out the back. And where do you go from here? Uh, my first guess is going back. Well, they, well, they, well, we. I'm assuming they came from Spiegler, but I guess we don't really know. All right, guys, what 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 happened at Spiegler's house? Uh, these crazy things that busted in the door. It's probably not safe. We need to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the first place they're gonna look for us. All right, well, let's let's pick a random direction that looks like there's more stuff, and let's take the fuck off down that way. We can we can probably catch a breath in that alleyway by here. I don't know if they're gonna look at us. Well, that's. Uh, I want to yeah, check. I want to look no, at this. What's, book. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get some distance first. Let's get a couple of clicks distance before we do anything. You know. Talk and move. Um, talk and move. Yeah, like you see me reload my pistol. I'm like, dude, I don't have this many shots, man. Let's hope this doesn't turn into a gun battle here, because. I haven't gotten any of these. You have things to reload? Well, I guess all right. <laughs> all right. Let's say that you let's say that you purposely run down one alley to another and then turn corners and then make sure that you're getting away in a manner that nobody would guess that you were going in that direction. Um, as you do this, you find that the uh, the alleyways and buildings become more primitive, uh, less. Uh, less drawn, and you end up in an area that's kind of outside the, the, the main landscape, and it's just uh, black shapes of buildings instead, uh, but nothing seems to be following you. And, okay, uh, let's, give a, let's give a couple of minutes. Let's open up this book. I'm like, not more than a thing. I'm like, gosh, how are we going to get the hell out of here? Yeah, I take a. I, I open the book and just take a look at what we got inside. All right. This book is almost. It's almost impossible to look directly at, but 
it seems to be telling a different kind of story. It still looks like it's in Spiegler's style, except that it's colorful instead of black and white. And it seems to tell the story of a race of creatures that look very much like the conical things that you've seen before. But the book is saying that they didn't always look like that, that they are creatures that travel through space and inhabit planets uh, by taking over the life forms that are there. And when their civilization gets to the point of destruction, they simply move to another place and take over the life forms that are there. Very much like, like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They're, they're like locusts almost. Um, I want you all, if you're looking at the book and reading it, you need to do a sanity goal. Sanity. Well, I pass this time. Yay. 75. Yeah. I'll I, got a, I got a 37, but it's... Oh. Yeah. So oh. who failed? I feel okay. like I'm getting audience sanity. Faulkner, Faulkner <laughs> is staring at the book. Uh, he becomes mesmerized by staring at the book. Do 2d8. Damage. Ouch. <laughs> He's like in the thing he'll never come after this. Yeah. Hold on. Where's my d8? Maybe I should shoot him right now. Sure. <laughs> Hold on. I don't have a d8 out. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, I do have one d8 out. Just roll it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, eight total. <clears throat> All right. Uh, do uh, do uh, roll roll your eight sided dice one more time. Eight sided die one more time. Four. Four. Um. All right. What you do is you start shaking your head and uh, you 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 close your eyes for a moment and you look around and you look at the guys and you have no idea where you are. Uh, you have amnesia, and you don't remember what's happened for the last six hours. So you, <sighs> you barely remember getting up this morning, and, and you, you have no idea where you, where you are or how you got here. Um, where am where, I? What? Wait, where am I? What, what are the rest Hello? of you want to do? Uh, uh, you know. like, number one, close the book real quick. And I'm like, listen, Pimpin. Okay. It, you, you see him look at him, he, he's really concerned. He's like, yo, man, I, I, I need you to stay with me, Falcon. Where am I? Why is everything black and white? Why we are you in color? We went to Spiegler's house, okay? All right, you can just tell him that you tell him. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I go through, I go through, I, I explain what happened, and I said, listen. You probably don't remember, and that's probably a great thing because it's been a really screwed up day so far. What you know, you, you see him, he's like, man, this is like some Fallujah stuff. You, you just be thankful you don't remember stuff because it's been really bad today. And Falcon, all you can think is that he's bullshitting you. This is some trick. I was like, <laughs> what well, did you I, I mean, did, did we go out last night? Like, No, no, I, I wish we went outside. I wish we went outside because... <laughs> This will be fun. I told you I didn't want those shoes anymore, man. Nigel Douglas and Erwin, what do you guys do? Okay, so do we still have the book? 
Yep, you have yeah. the book and you have the and and we have the disc. Okay. If I start okay. if I start having the disc and the book, do they have any of like, like I hold them like no nope, nothing together, happens. nothing seems to be uh -uh. so what is the same between well, the, 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 these the things book move around. Would well, you just leave poor Faulkner alone? He's had a long day. Jorge, just give him a second. <laughs> I, I go. I know. We've this, all had this, a long this, day. Th this, this book has got to be the key to, to us. Getting back, okay. right? Does, Getting back does the book, to wherever does the book, we belong from wherever we are. Right. Does the book say anything about where when they come through, if there's a portal or something? That they it doesn't use? really say anything. It, it it's all pictures, but it, it seems around. it seems like they move in, in in a way that humans wouldn't really understand. They seem to be amorphous and uh, can travel instantly through time and space. It's bizarre. So basically, we're hosed. Douglas, okay. what do you want to do? Well. Do we break the disc? <laughs> I think so. If that disc is the dude. <laughs> if, if we break the disc and get out of... No. I don't, I don't uh, know what sorry. breaking the disc does for... Okay. Um. Hey, guys. How about this? Okay, the disc. We know it's written in cuneiform. None of us can read this, right, Jim? None of us right. can come close. Yeah. So... We need, we remember where the public library was? Sure. Let's see if we get lucky. Let's see if we go to the library. Let's check this out. I don't know what else to do. There was nothing in his room, right? There was nothing else to explain. He... Now, uh, Jorge, do an idea roll. Okay. It can't be any worse right now. That's uh, intelligence. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. I got a 57. Okay. What's your intelligence? A 60. Okay. That's good. Well, it occurs to you that there are shamblers all over town. So it might not be easy to go very far without getting spotted. Damn it. And you oh, know now... You know now that those things are chasing, or they're, they're looking for you. So let me, let me just sort of move ahead. You spend a number of hours. Um, you're, you're getting hungry. Uh, you spend a number of hours trying to do things. Let's say you wanted to go to the library. The problem is, is that as you move towards the library, it's getting more and more into the, uh, the plain and simple. And by the time you get to where the library should be, it's just an outline. Uh, there's not even any doors on the building or windows. It's just an outline. And you realize that everything seems to be centered right about where Spiegler's apartment is, maybe because this is based on his drawings and his, his neighborhood. Um, but you also find yourself having to avoid these shambles. They're out looking for you. And so the farther you stay away from the main part, the better. But you find that you're kind of trapped. You don't know where 
you can go. You seem to be able to avoid them fairly easily, but. Okay, let's let's take the thing. Let's say Spiegler's house is dead center, right? So let's take everything back to Spiegler's house. Let's well, that also seems back. to be the focus of some of these creatures. They've already broken into it once. They think you might go back there. But we heard Spiegler's voice. Okay. He disappeared. Logically, logically, we would assume that he had come in here like we had, but we came in here minutes after he would have done. And he he wasn't on the tables. He wasn't on those tables either. We looked. We didn't see him anywhere. Okay, let's let's think this logically. Okay. Spiegler's house is kind of dead center. Everything revolves around Spiegler. How far from Spiegler's house was the um, the place where they set up shop at? Uh, not not too far, you know, uh, probably half a mile from from where that was. Okay, so what's in a circumference from here? What's around? You know, let's brainstorm. What's immediately around the area of Spiegler's house besides the comic book store? What else? Well, Lots I think, of things. I think there might have been an art supply store, maybe a couple of blocks away. A block or two. Well, so I'm trying to try and think. So I was looking at the book on the table before we mm-hmm. went into here. Um, so trying to think back at to what we were looking at as we're flipping through there. And I want to start slowly flipping through this colored book, hoping to find like a similar page, maybe. Do a luck roll. That'd be a 15, which let me, um, which is just a hard success. All right. As you're, as you're looking through the book and it's once again, it's difficult to look at. Um, as you move towards the, uh, the back end of the book it it seems as if these creatures um for all intents and purposes are scientists of some sort and that they do experiments and that part of that is um gaining people to work on i mean you know getting subjects to work on and there's one picture where it shows what looks like a table. Um, it's very strange because it's got all this other stuff around it, but there is something that looks very much like the disc that you've got. It's bright blue. And the person who sort of is reaching for it they don't look like a modern person. They look like they're in some sort of regalia that looks like something out of a museum, maybe like an ancient Sumerian priest or something like that. But it seems to be the only indicator that has to do anything what to do with that disc. When we look at the disc, like we hold it up, 
or like uh, like I take my lighter, I light my lighter and look behind it. Do I see any letters or anything? Right it's there? it's not translucent. It's it's clay. Okay, and so like it's so, like so and like taking China. the disc, I'm just like tracing along the lines, just trying to get an idea, kind of looking at the guys like, reaching at the book. Like, what happens after the guy like? Flipping through the book as a story, what happens is he like reaches for the disc. Is there anything there that like the the most you can you can ascertain is that somehow it's how they obtain uh, people for their experiments is with this disc. Mm -hmm. As you recall, it was sitting on a shelf in Spiegler's room. With some wrapping and some and a and a box that it had been in, it honestly looked like all that Spiegler did was unpack it and then stick it up on the shelf. He didn't even it was like he didn't even finish unpacking. Maybe he thought a fan sent it to him or something like that. You know what? Maybe there was something in the in the package we didn't see we just picked it up right did we look at the package or we just looked where it was at you didn't look at the package you didn't look at the package at all all right let's see if we can slip back to his room you know and see if we can get lucky in that package we can always i also think that maybe we can do something with whatever that machine was that was in their theater too no i'm thinking they're going to be on a little bit more alert but you know yeah i mean if we we can check it out later. Let's see if we can check out his room again. Let's see if we can slip in without being noticed. These things have to move around. Yeah. And well, we all shouldn't go. I like well, if, if one person tries to slip in. Yeah, less chance of being noticed. Okay. Right. I'll do it. I mean, unless anyone's thinking can do better, I'll slip first. Besides, right. I have the gun anyway, so if one of them tries to rush me, I can put a bullet in their ass. All right. Um, Jorge. Mm -hmm. uh, as I said before, you're pretty street savvy. You uh, hide in alleyways and you, you run from one spot to another and stay in the shadows. And When you get within sight of Spiegler's apartment building, uh, you can see that there's a shambler just standing outside near the door. He's guarding it. Was there, would there be a, a way in through the front door? I mean, through the back door? Is there a back door I can go into? I don't think you can get in from the outside without a key. <clears throat> okay, the shambler. Okay, you know what? Let's see if we can get the shambler to move on. Um, so where am I? Is he the only shambler there? Um, from your perspective, yeah, that's the only one you can see. There could be others up and down the street. Okay, so let's see if we can get him to um, move out of position. Um, it would be nice if we could make some noise. Um, All right. I go. Um, because the 38 is too loud. If I fire that, that might go off. And... Wait a minute, he's just standing there, right? Yep. In fact, he's standing right near uh, uh, Mr. Banks, the uh, glitchy Mr. Banks. And Mr. Okay. Banks doesn't notice him. Okay, let's um, 
Is there like a, a club or something like some kind of uh, metal, a piece of metal or something, something around where I could pick it up and use the club in? Hmm. On the street? Probably not. <sighs> okay. I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to slip up close to it. And, um, oh, you could use the gun. <laughs> well, that, that was my other thought is I'm going to move up and I'm going to, and I'm just going to, I'm going to rush him and I'm going to body check him with my shoulder, you know, do like a shoulder tackle, knock him back into the uh, building. Okay. And then I'm going to club him on his head with the pistol, take him down. All right. With the butt of the pistol. All right. Uh, so you run up and, uh, he doesn't react very fast, obviously. Mm. And just as you're as you're getting there, he's starting to turn towards you and go mm -hmm. like that. Um, and you pistol whip him down to the ground, and uh, he looks dazed and confused and bruised. And, and I club him in. I club him until his brain comes out of his case, because that's mm. the only way I figured that they stop moving. Yeah, you can do a sanity roll for that. <laughs> well. That's the thing. I've already decided that at this point, he it's either me or him. That's what right, I'm. right. Oh, thank God. I got a 17. All right. Uh, just take one point of damage. And you uh, you slip past uh, uh, William and you head up the uh, stairs to the room. There's obviously damage on the way up that you can see because of the struggle uh, mm -hmm. that the guys had. And you see the door is kicked in, and the room is kind of ransacked a bit just because of their fighting. Um, what are you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm going to search for that box. You know, I'm All right. It's, not, it's still sitting up there on the on the shelf. I, I uh, pulled you, the box. I pulled it the seems, box there. seems to be a fairly simple cardboard box. Uh, there's uh, peanuts and packing material in it and, and tissue. And there is a shipping label on the the box itself. What's the shipping label saying? Well, it looks like it was sent from a UPS store. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no, there's no return address or anything, but the date on it is about three and a half weeks ago. Right before he started drawing and stuff, his oldest Magnus. Right. He opened the door for a while. Okay, okay. All right, there's nothing else in this thing? No. Is there anything in the, like, a real quick look through the room? Do we nothing, see nothing you haven't seen already. There is, well, there is a Louisville slugger lying on the ground. Well, I'm going to grab that as I go out the door, because we don't need that there. All right. Um, so I, I go down the, the, the stairs, you know, make sure this guy, you know, he's in the, the thing, right? You know, is there any other shamblers coming this way or anything? Um, you think you see a couple of them down the street. They haven't seen you, though. Okay, I'm going to use that as my ability and uh, take the right. box with me and escape in the slugger and escape back to them. All right. So you all get back together again. What do you all, what, meanwhile, while he was doing that, what do you guys want to do? Um, I, at this point, I am just so desperate I don't want to hurt the disc because the disc seems to be, I don't know, that's how we got here. That makes more Break. sense to me about this, how we get back. Break it. <laughs> Break it. Well, I, I'm thinking, I'm considering tearing a page out of the book. That might be a safer bet. Yeah. 
All right. All right. So, all right, you're going to tear a page out of the book. Yep. All right. You reach up and you grab a page in the book. And you, you, are you going to just like that? Are you yep. going to? All right. When you do that, and uh, Jorge, you hear this too, there is this thunderous noise uh, all around you. And it looks like there is a tear in the sky up above you. As if something is ripped open. Okay. Progress. Ooh. Oh. It did something. <laughs> now, okay, is, it, is it a something we want, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it does it again. <laughs> you going to do another one? <laughs> um, as, as you do that, there is this vibration under your feet. Uh, and all you can think of is San Damiel uh, earthquakes, um, something like the one back in uh, the 80s. And uh, You mean the 90s? <laughs> you hear the 90s. And uh, you can see a whole section of buildings off in the distance suddenly tear. Ooh, that's dangerous. I don't think uh, okay, yep. <laughs> Find a picture you... of one of the monsters. Jorge, you see this. You see this going on around you as you're running. You see the the street crack open suddenly uh, to one side and and vanish off into the distance. What do you do? I go. Oh, this shit is getting really weird. I just keep going to where the guys are at. You know, link up. Double time. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just fucking booking. You know, like, oh shit, this shit is real. You know, I get up and I'm like. Guys, the fucking place is tearing apart. Uh, I just start waving the, the scoring pages. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Hit the question. Although, so what's this, what's so this is tied to whatever we're in is associated with this book. Out of curiosity, what's happening to the pages that he's tearing out? Like, oh, he's holding, he's holding them in his hand. They're bright. Are they still colored? colored? Yeah, they're exactly the same. I'm gonna grab the page he tore out. I'm gonna light it with the mat with my lighter. Let it burn, stop burning. Toss it on the ground. See what happens. Okay, almost exactly what you think would happen. Uh, the part of the sky that was damaged suddenly begins to crinkle and turn black. And I would have stamped the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> you stamp the fire out and as you do the ground shakes where you're i go i go guys let's burn the book Fuck it. no no guys guys i i, I don't have more. i don't have a death wish i i <laughs> I, I, I would first try breaking the disc before i would burn guys, the disc okay <laughs> let, let me let me throw this out here we maybe all die but you know, this is just the big stupid guy talking. You know, he says the disc came from a UPS store. It was shipped to him three weeks ago. When did he started working in that Opus Magnus? Well, his, his magnificent octopus. Um, right, yeah. About the same time, about three weeks ago. Here's what I think happened. Somebody or something sent him this disc. Okay, and. It influenced him 
to draw his opus magnus, right? The opus magnus is the space that these things create that let them travel from world to world, let them get people to basically take over a, a, a planet, you know, like the body snatchers. The place is a creation of them. The book is what how they maneuver. You burn the book, you break the chain. And then where uh, do we end up? Exactly. Tom, mm -hmm. can I pick up the other page that was pulled out? Sure. Okay. I'm going to need to find some scissors. Why don't you just tear it? No, 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 no. Have you ever seen that magic trick where you say to someone, I can step through a playing card and then you cut the playing card in uh, a certain way so that you can then pull out the playing card so it just becomes a big continuous loop and then you then pass yourself through it. Ah, yes. I've seen what that if you did that with one of the pages from the book? Could we go through it? Would that work? If, I don't know. I mean, a shot, maybe. Yeah. Do you want to play the part where we go looking for scissors? <laughs> I'm just... I'm yeah. Not... Let's do it in real time. <laughs> let's, let's, no. let's break some boundaries. Let's set some new artistic criteria. Deus ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's the scissors. <laughs> okay. Taking the scissors, we have just discovered. Uh, every time you cut, exactly what you think would happen happens that part of the universe around you is starts cut breaking apart. And starts okay. breaking apart. And the earthquakes start to get worse. Okay, we're messing too much in the book. Let's go back to. Can we maybe just cut out a picture of one of the monsters? And then chop its head off. Okay, so, so like if we stand on like a page, we don't sink through it. If we like press our hand to it, we don't. Uh uh. All right. The book, the book is what maybe I take what the disc. Happens if yes, I yeah, take okay. the disc. You you maybe thought, <laughs> my thought exactly. Yes, Douglas. Yes. <laughs> Well, my, 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 my thought is to just throw this against the pavement. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, that's not okay. what I thought you were going to do. Okay, okay. What's your thought, Erwin? You have a better idea. What happens if you put the disc <laughs> on the book? He already tried that. Nothing happened. I oh, tried right. That. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say again. Any objections? <laughs> the machine in the machine in the uh, what do you call it? The machine in the the machine in in the machine in the butcher shop. <laughs> No, no, the it machine in the. It the might be relevant. I don't know. The, the, the machine think... where those giant cone things tried to dice us into pieces and stitch us no, back no, no, together. No, no. Guys, the machine. Was the, was the book over the machine or the machine over the book? I mean, the, the mach machine, machine was, was over the book. Over the book. Right? The what if the machine is how it's projecting itself? Think of the book like a, an anchor. But we just we removed the anchor from it, though. Right, but all that did was close the portal back to our world. That's what I'm thinking. I am sick you... and tired of this whole damn situation, and I just take the disc and I just shatter it on the ground. Hey, we're doomed. <laughs> all right. Does it break? That's the thing. 
does it. You, you hit it against the ground and uh, you hear the sound. It's like thunder of the whole universe sort of shattering around you. And for a moment, it feels like you all of a sudden are falling. And I'd like you all to do, call it dodge rolls. Mm -hmm. That works. Dodge roll. Uh, You know what? Dex rolls. Dex rolls is better. How many dex rolls? Just one dex roll. Ooh, 24. All right. 16. That was a hard one. I mean, it wasn't like that. I'm spending 15 luck to pass. (laughs) 48 out of 50. I passed by two. I also got a 24 as well. All right. So you all passed. All right. Um, This tremendous sound of of, uh, breaking ceramic all around you. You feel like you're falling, and suddenly you tumble out into uh, Spiegler's room. And lying on the floor next to you, none of you get hurt, but lying on the floor next to you is Spiegler. And the side of his head has been cracked open. His brain is exposed and he's, he's bleeding and he's dead. Uh, is the world in color? Yeah. You're I run away world. screaming. <laughs> I, um, I, I like, uh, I'm like. I also run. I, I, look, I look over, I'm like, okay. Looking around real quick. It just cracked open. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it looks like something blasted its way out from the inside of his brain. They're inside of his brain. He killed him. And I think that's where the game stops. That's where the story <laughs> ends. You all have to deal with your own sanity. Oh, God. I've all lost right. my mind. I, I'm, I'm going to go and find a therapist or the best yeah. therapist a waiter can afford. We have yeah. one, one little cinematic end to the story. Okay. Somewhere across town, a, a man walks up to a, a door and sets down a little package and knocks and walks away. And a starving artist opens the door and picks up the box and takes it inside and opens it only to discover that it has a blue disc in it with some ancient Sumerian stuff on it. And that's really the way the story ends. Ever, um, ever receive a blue disc in the post? <laughs> so, send it away. If you haven't more or less guessed it, uh, the Yithians, um, uh, the great race of Yith, uh, they are doing experiments on humans, and they sent the disc to Spiegler because he had an imagination, and they were able to set up a medical lab inside of his brain and abduct people and work on them medically just to see how they work. Oh, God. And they were taking them apart and putting them back together and then making them into slaves and whatever. Uh, not really with any malice, but just just to study us. Yeah, and, just uh, like just like we study dogs and stuff. Yeah. And the whole thing sort of manifested itself the way that it did. Spiegler was sucked into the in, into the whole thing, and you were sucked into Spiegler's head, into uh. his mind. 
Yeah, you should have. We should have smashed it right from the beginning. If I had not stopped you, if I didn't stop you like two hours ago, this would have been the shortest scenario ever. My question, Jim, what would have to be? That would have been great, though. You just smashed it. We got out and just went, phew, that was close. I was, I was holding my breath. Uh, Jim, I have a question. What would have happened if we'd have burned the boat? Would we have gotten out anyway there or not? I think that you would have been trapped in the void. Yeah, I figured it Because the book was the world. I figured that when I was looking at it, I thought if you burned the book, maybe the, the book was the there. world and the disc was Spiegler's head. Yeah. So basically, either Spiegler died or we were been trapped. Right. Well, and if you'd have destroyed the book, Spiegler might have died too, because that was his magnum opus. Right. Uh, um, in any case, uh, let me go ahead and finish up the the story. Our players included Mark Fusco. Uh, Jason Thomas, Morgan Llewellyn, Jesse Aponte, and Mick Swan with myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost of all the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Uh, we do have a new $3 patron. Uh, from, I'm not sure if it's a person or a company called Slices and Dices, and we would like to thank them very much for their contribution to our show. Thank you very much, guys. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Warcraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.